1: Hi, this is Gus Sarola from Rich Teeth Productions Creative Red vs. Blue, and you're listening to the Geek Show.
2: Uh, It's 104.5 CVFM, and this is The Geek Show. And today we're uh, talking about anti-heroes. Joining us in the studio today is me, Rob. Me, Rob. Me, Phil.
3: Me, Harry. Me, Froggy. And me, Tom.
2: Yes, we have a studio full this uh, this evening. This morning. This morning. All right.
1: All time's happening at
2: once. We don't even know anymore.
4: Right, uh, Rob, would you run us through what's uh, on today's show?
2: Yes. um, We're going to talk a little bit about anti-heroes and... Just in general, what they are and how they've come to be. Because at one time in the history of culture, or popular culture, we only had characters like Superman, you know, the uh, clean-cut, knight in shining armour type, who always did good and everything like that.
1: Yeah, I Um, have
5: all the superpowers in existence and all the morality to do them to everything good.
2: Rob, uh, what do we have
5: review-wise? Just the one this week. It couldn't have been lined up more perfectly. It's a review of the new Kevin Smith movie, uh, Red State. Very controversial stuff. But again, will get into that when we talk about the film in the oh, section. Oh, I've
4: got so much to say about that. I went and see it last night. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, and uh, you two gents, what are you in for? We've got uh, Froggy and Tom
3: Cross. Um, I'm Chairman of Annie Come, I was on, uh, well, I was on a, about a week ago, in fact. Uh, yeah. A it was of,
2: exactly a week ago.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pimping my society again and just generally hanging out.
6: And my name's Froggy, I run the Gaming Society in the University, and this is the first time on radio for me, so it's all a bit new. Yep. And
2: today Everyone can hear you. And today yes. there
4: are
6: officially our backup singers.
4: Yes, <laughs> um, s- ah.
7: you
2: go. the Geek Show, yes, uh, so what's everyone been up to this week?
4: Oh, uh, uh, first off, apologies for Becca. Becca's off with the police. Yes. Oh, so she's not well. Uh, um, and to get the housework out of the way, hit us up on hashtag thegeekshow. Obviously, if we see you on the uh, channel, we'll shout hi. So get in touch, and uh, we're there. Uh, we read, we listen, we watch. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. We see all. You lie.
1: it's been a pretty same, year, same old, same old week. Nearly finished my article. Uh, we'll be going to the Geek Show blog later. It's about women in video games. And I uh, cleaned Jack for the first time. Uh, ferret's not keen on water.
2: Yes, I'm not even going to go into the euphemisms involved in that.
1: I'm trying to use his name, so you don't actually start using euphemisms again. Is that what these kids are calling it nowadays?
2: Yes, he washed his ferret. Well, <laughs> it, it, uh, at least he at least he does wash it. Ah. Yes.
4: Right. Okay. So uh, usual nonsense. We have SciTech news. Uh, we do have a competition today, uh, which I, I think Harry might have some prizes for. We've 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 got a box of mystery yeah. prizes. By Although the of I,
1: it. I can actually see the bottom of it now, which means we're getting towards the really nice special things we've been saving out on, like the limited edition
4: Gorilla Gam DVDs. Yes. Yes. Limited edition—that's always good. Yes.
1: Okay. So that's coming up later in shows.
4: Um, so we're going to be sci-tech, games, music, animation, graphics, literature, movies, and the geek roundtable at the end. Uh, Someone want to bring us in on the first news story? Uh,
1: Sure. I'm good, too, because this is one of the best news sectors I've seen in a while. It's just loads of cool things. Uh, Article number one, a London shopping centre has ordered PaveGen slabs. No, PaveGen slabs generate electricity when you stand on them. And they're putting this in the shopping centre. So there's thousands of people every day walking over these electricity-generating slabs with about a life expectancy of five years. So... This is really good. That's oh, yeah. the green movement. Yeah.
2: That is rather awesome. Well, I mean, uh, we walk. When we shop, we go walking everywhere. So mm. why not?
7: Yeah.
1: And in a shopping centre, there's no reason why not to, because they're immune to weather conditions. You're indoors.
2: Yeah, exactly. Re- reading the article, they're also 90%... Uh,
4: Recycled already, I believe.
1: Yep. Yeah, they're recycled, and they light up when you click on it when you stand on them, so you can pretend you're, you know, in the Billie Jean music video if you oh, want to. Oh no! Just, they they suit five percent of what they take in to light up, just to let you know that it's happened.
6: I completely have dibs on the Michael Jackson
2: moonwalk
1: all the way across that shopping centre. Do you know how many people will be doing that? Yeah, flash Maybe. mob. People You'll must flash mob this centre.
2: You'll have to join the queue. Well, that's the thing. If
4: if we flash mob the centre with uh, moonwalks, they'll be selling the electricity back to the board.
2: Nice. Yes, this is true. The system works. Just want to do a quick shout out to uh, Tucky from Tucky's Anime. Hey, Tucky. He's up for the NEO Awards ooh,
7: as one ooh. of the
2: best uh, online retailers of uh, anime and manga merchandise. Yeah, nicely done, oh. Tucky. Now, I do like Tucky's Anime because. Uh, <laughs> He only sells official stuff, unlike some other stores I could name, mm-hmm. which is yes. fine by me. Oh, and a big congratulations to him because he is expecting another baby in the next fortnight. Oh, so. congrats, Tucky. Good luck and congrats. Well, yes. Moving on to the next story, Harvest Energy from Underwear. Now, this is...
1: <laughs> Something we've actually talked about a few times before of going, only they could have energy in these pants as well as all these fucking folding features. Yes, I know.
2: Well, there's
4: rainbow shooting out of your pants, Harry, so uh, we're all good.
2: Yes, it's uh, something being developed by uh, the U.S. military, isn't it, Harry? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I know of all places.
3: <laughs> Speaking of rainbows, <laughs>
1: well, basically, what they've designed this kind of undersuit to do is that it'll be able to. Take it's
2: basically a- long johns, isn't it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> basically, long johns. They've got some kind of. Uh, I'm trying to avoid certain words while it's trying to mention.
4: It's. Yeah. Uh, it, it's. I believe it's like piezo technology, you press it and you get a spark from the compression mm. and expansion of the yeah. uh, particular cell in it.
1: Oh yeah, so the lost energy you'll be able to harvest in it. In addition, they're trying to make it into kind of a, and this is why I was avoiding the right words, uh, exoskeletal boning structure. Uh, <laughs> so, that, so you can have more resistance. <laughs> oh, we've
4: all seen <laughs> those Gundams. Go. Carry on. I'm <laughs>
1: sorry, it was the only word that applied.
4: Boning. <laughs> An exoskeletal boning system.
1: Yes. A bone structure. No yes,
4: one. but you don't have to say boning.
1: You don't have to say it three times.
4: Boning.
2: Stop it. <laughs> boning. Boning, boning, boning. Oh, <laughs> no, okay.
4: Oh, so, yes. Uh, ooh, oh, oh. <laughs> News from the Robot Revolution 1. All Halo, a robot. Well, no, overloads. no, no.
2: Before that, Glitch. Glitch? Yeah. Oh, no. All right, go on. Glitch is, um, oh, I've forgotten his name, the guy who, uh, he did something online that was quite big. Flickr. The guy who created (laughs) Flickr.
1: (laughs) That small thing (laughs) got there eventually. Welcome to the news. The guy who
2: created Flickr and the guy who made Katamari got together and made an online social game Mm. called Glitch. And I've started playing it, and I'll tell you something. It starts off kind of, yeah, typical Farmville type stuff, but then it gets really, really weird. Huh. It's like Farmville on acid crossed with Monty Python.
4: You did say Katamari.
2: Uh, Yeah. True. It it gets really strange. You basically have like this world that's in the mind of a giant type thing. And you, you, it's all very Russian. Hmm. Let's not go there. That's interesting.
1: Uh, if you've played this game, by the way, tweet us in and let us know how it is. <laughs> yes. the hashtag The Geek Show. Uh, but now, Robot Re- Revolution. I love this news article because it just reminds me of Busser Rankin. Yes. There is a uh, prostate surgical robot which basically looks like the Valkyrie skirt. It is four mechanical arms with tiny bladed pincer things on the end. Yes. The thing is, uh, this
2: made me wince. This story.
1: The hospital that has it in has produced a video to try and you know show patients that when it's going to their prostate, they're fully in control of it. So it's dexterous enough. They have proven to peel the skin off of a grape.
4: Yes. How I, I dexterous I, is that? Well, this is the, this is the thing. I was thinking twice. I was going. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. I'm not what letting a robot t- <laughs> up my bottom. But, then I saw it, and and I was like, I'm actually thoroughly, thoroughly impressed by it. Uh, (laughs) The surgeons just sat there, just going, with this head in this gaming cabinet, and it's perfectly peeling, very delicately, this grape, and it's still perfect in shape, in every way, except for minus the skin. Which is awesome, I'm like, would you rather have a clumsy surgeon, or the most the the robot which is capable of the most minute movements.
1: Well, it's less of that mode. You'd have a surgeon who is not clumsy with a scalpel, or a surgeon who is not also not clumsy with four mechanical arms of incredible precision. Mm.
7: That makes it sound
4: scarier. Yes, yes. Yeah. it makes
7: it
6: sound awesome. I, I don't know. One, it depends what it was doing up there. But I will, for one, welcome my new robot overlord and his great peeling abilities when he yes. comes to power. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's I did. how I,
1: it all happened. They'll be in the great factories everywhere, and then they gain intelligence. I
4: I, I did prefer my
2: testicles in the scrotum, but <laughs> yes. <yeah. sighs> anyway, moving on, Robot Revolution News 2. Panasonic has <coughs> developed this new robot, which is literally armless. It's called the Hospi-Remo. Oh, it's Rimo. armless. Yeah. They no. made that joke, not the, us. The Hospi-Remo. Yeah, the Hospi-Remo. Remo. Yes. Rimo. Well, that that could have been
1: the, yeah, the it, prostate it, one before. It yeah. ties it all. <laughs> You combine the two and...
2: no. Yeah. Anyway, all it is, it's like a big happy face on a box. Mm.
1: <laughs> pretty much. <laughs>
2: That's pretty yeah. It is. It put me in mind of those yeah, it just looked when I like was very, reading the description of it.
1: It's like a weird cyber future low-tech chess piece, really. It's just Actually, kind of round tower with a screen with a happy face.
4: Yeah. Uh, you know what it makes me think of? I, I read a comic the other day which had uh, the real reason why there's the companion cube. All
7: right.
4: And uh, the companion cube is when, when GLaDOS tells you to burn the... Yes, Froggy's yeah. nodding. When GLaDOS tells you to burn the companion cube, she says it's fratricide, which I believe is killing, killing brothers or yeah. sisters. And they says, you know, you're not helping out your companion. Ignore the cube if it talks to you. The cube won't stab you, even if it threatens to. Mm-hmm. Because where are all the other test subjects... Oh. How, do, how does GLaDOS dispose of all of the other dead test subjects, putting them in companion cubes, getting you to pick them up, even though they're saying, help me, help me, and then you put them in the incinerator?
1: You've just made this a thousand times worse. Oh,
4: Phil. <laughs> yes. It's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Still the
7: portal. Uh, yes.
4: Obviously, hello to uh, Uniflame. Hello to Tucky. Uh, hello to Tom, who's in the studio tweeting in the studio for some reason. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, uh, yeah. Tom, get,
2: uh, just, a quick, just a quick thing. Yes, it is it. like Farmville on crack. And no, that uh, prostate robot isn't like dog, dog. It's actually scarier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh,
1: robot illusion 3, we have a lot of robot news today. Yes. So a lot of developments. Warning, they're coming. Uh, from giant robots to tiny, tiny little tiny things. Jumping robots. You guys leads to assassin robots, but frankly they're just cute at the moment. They,
2: the, they... the tiny little cute things, there's two different types. One of them is kinda of like you know those little origami frogs that you flick the back and it jumps up.
4: they, right. they well to kinda of ground it, these robots are less than a millimeter across. Yeah. They're like a millimeter in size, square.
2: Yeah. And one of them uses a tiny, tiny explosive device to jump.
4: The phrase explosive device should never, ever have tiny, tiny in front of it. Yeah. Tiny, tiny serial killer. You know.
7: It, well, it,
2: immediately I was thinking, I was reading this article, and I was thinking they're only one step away from having like little crawling robots that crawl in your ear and explode. And I'm like, yes, I can see that happening.
6: Hardly. These are more like tiny Just little take rocket, rocket jumping <laughs> robots. Yeah, but that means that tiny, tiny ghoul guys won't look at tiny, tiny explosions as they walk away from them. <laughs> What we need to do to destroy them, then, <laughs> is to make tiny, tiny, tiny robots that will go on the back of these
1: tiny robots and explode the robots. Yes. Uh, we an infinite loop.
4: We're going to be going to the Robot Revolution number four, and after that we're going to be coming back with Hive, Main Offender, and then the yes. game section. What's well, number four?
2: Yes, this is also a WTF award. Oh, WTF award, go for it. And right. Robot Revolution. Okay. Uh, cyborg ret- rats get digital cerebellums. Now, I didn't okay. quite understand what the hell is going on in this one please help me. Okay. Remember we were talking about like the cyber uh, cyber future at one point Yeah, and we were augmented talking about reality, cybernetics and Deus everything X like type that. Type thing. Yeah. Well, this is taking it one step towards there. They've they're actually they've kind of fa- they've almost found a way of giving cyborg rats and these are actual rats that have like mechanical implants and various things like that. So they're kind of half human, half rodent which sounds like one of the coolest bad guys in the world. Don't ask me why. I think that. Anyway, yeah. digi- giving them a digital cerebellum is, it, if they can apply it to humans, then it will increase our information yeah. processing capacity by a thousandfold. Mm. And that's ultimately what they're trying to do. Cool. So, yeah, it is kind of scary.
1: Is it functioning? Does it work when they put it in? or <laughs>
2: I can guarantee there's been loads of failed Oh, yeah, there'll be some
1: horrible failed things so far, which I've melted down
4: and put into a cube.
3: Hey, this is Veronica Taylor. And I'm Ash Ketchum.
7: Geek Show. I choose you!
4: Tom, to start off with, since you're wearing the headphones, would you give us a rundown of Anicom, how's it going, and how fresh has week's been for you guys? How many people did you have turn
3: up? Well... For freshers, it must have been around about... Ooh, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think now. We did do a quick head count, but it must have been around about 120-odd. I'm, say, I'm sure, sure
4: there was more than that, definitely, from looking at it.
3: Well, well, there were a lot of people there. Well, so
4: basically, the, the, biggest, uh, the biggest lecture hall in the University of Teesside was nigh on full, which was good. There was a couple of spaces at the back, but... Other than that, it was very good for for an animation and movie society uh, and yeah, comic society.
3: Well, I was a nervous wreck. That's all I can say. <laughs> yes. uh, apparently, it went well, but I'm not really too sure about that. Um, anyway, Anicom is literally the T-side animation, the comic society. It's not just sitting in a dark room watching cartoons, although as m- much as you'd like it to be. Um, we do, we go out, we do things. We've got several trips coming up. Like we're starting to get names and well interest really for the going down to Kitcon um, oh yeah
4: that's totally a cool place to be especially whoever puts on the parties there um,
1: <laughs> hint,
3: hint, hint 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 yeah carry on um, yeah and then we've got obviously a big one in May for the MCM which well we're trying to get people in we'll see you there yeah what else yeah it's just literally anyone to, with the same kind of Interests can just chat, get yeah. to know each other, and it's more to get people out of their bedrooms and actually talking to each other because uni would be wasted if you sat playing WoW.
4: I've, I've, I've been trying to come for on and off for about four or five years now, uh, and to be honest, it's amazing. Um, they're good people, they're good fun. You go watch some daft cartoons for you know an hour or two or three or you know however long you can be bothered, and then you just get up, go to the pub. Yeah. They, they they have uh, uh, art competitions where you win things uh, such that call the art jams. Uh, They've loads of trips away. As Tom's been saying about or to the conventions and do
3: eight bit because that's good, right? Oh yeah, eight bit, which is so totally this week.
4: Yes, uh, which uh, Anicom and uh, me with eight bit ice cream are doing
2: in sort of a, a joint thing. I've got to say, Tom, that didn't sound rehearsed at all. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, so totally this week. Yeah, the basics of Anikon and yes. <laughs> for the people out there.
1: For those of you who are bedroom-dwelling bedroom anime lovers, look, go out to these places because there are people with stuff in common automatically. It's easy to socialize and make friends. And then make D&D groups. And then go kill orcs. It's fun. Do it.
4: We've, uh, we've got actually got a yeah. offer from uh, Tucky's yeah. Anime from uh, SunnyCon uh, to get in touch with yourself, Tom, about uh, Anicon, about getting uh, deals for societies.
3: Okay, that's uh, wonderful. Um, I'll obviously chat to him afterwards. Yes. Thank you, Turkey. And also it's not it wasn't rehearsed, it was more the kind of realisation that it's already next week. <laughs>
6: yes, it's been a busy
4: week for you, Freshers week so Fresh, far, hasn't it? It
3: tires you yeah.
4: out. Okay, that's, right. that's cool. Um, uh, we'll we'll come back and we'll 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 see what Froggy's here to plug in a in a bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Speaking of tiring heroes. Yes, hmm. that, that, holding that out for a hero. That works right. Go for it, Harry. <laughs> Like, why me? I didn't write this. Rob, you go for it. <clears throat> okay.
2: Yeah. Game section. Holding out for a hero, right? Different types of games tend to have different types of heroes. But these days, in most third-person action games, you don't really have—you you don't often have lead characters who are paragons of virtue, honour, duty, that sort of thing. It's more kind of a grey character as the lead role in all these third-person action games these days. So, oh, see, well, there's there's an not,
4: awful lot of racism against the Greys. As
2: yes, long as... I know. The purple people are the worst.
5: <laughs> you kind of uncooked that, haven't you? Because all games are kind of anti-heroes. The only ones who are heroes are the ones in first-person shooters.
7: Really? Yeah, oh,
5: because they're following orders. They do what they have to. That doesn't to. make them heroes. the slightest. An anti-hero is somebody who's doing good, but they're essentially bad. Well, and I wouldn't say they're essentially that, uh, bad. First-person shooters. It's not mean, that
2: they're essentially bad. It might well, also be that they essentially, they don't care.
5: Yeah, it's chaotic. Uh, call me a it's chaotic good or chaotic
1: neutral. Sometimes it's chaotic evil, but for interesting intentions, which you can't really represent in this DMD nine-phase hmm. graph.
2: Well, the first question is, why are there more kind of anti-heroes now? I mean... Back in the early days of gaming, we had like characters like Chuck Rock and stuff like that, and there was always the classic Mario-type things, and they were always goody-goody-goody heroes. You know, they were always supposed to yeah. do the right thing, but now in games, it's it's a grey area now.
1: I think it's a combination of two things. Number one, there's more morality karma systems involved now. So things like uh, Fallout and Mass Effect, you have the ability to be a renegade who does whatever they want for their own purposes or a paragon, for their own amazing justice, the greatest man in the world type things. It's not that they've become more anti it's that you have the option to do it and people enjoy it. The other thing I think is that writing has improved over yes. time. Oh, yeah. It's not anywhere near at a damn good state yet. There are a lot of badly written characters out there. But, uh, imperfect characters are more human and more realistic and believable and also better to actually watch hmm. so I think more imperfect people become anti-heroes because it just kind of works better than just being I am Superman I save everyone in the entire world and I have no evil thoughts whatsoever
6: it's just a kind of boring
1: character to be
4: Goddamn paragons I definitely go for the
6: fact that it's more one of those things where the world's moved on no longer now we've got graphics I say graphics everything seems to be brown and blue recently but um we used to have the good guy versus the bad, so we had America versus Russia. And mm-hmm. we still have those tropes in Modern Warfare 3 and all that jazz. It's always the Russians are the bad guys. Well. And I know one person who's going to disagree with me living about 50 miles away from me right now. But, um,
7: well, I, I, d- I, d-
4: I, d- I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, there's an awful lot of uh, Americans becoming the bad guys in, in war games, and they're actually realising the, the atrocities they've caused in you know, the oh. theatre of war. Alright, drop me in there. Uh. <laughs> I, 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 sorry people, I, I thought I thought Rob had something to say, but instead he was just giving me evil glares.
5: Well, that's what I'm here for.
4: Well, how about this as a, a question to kind of throw out there. What about June Newcomb? He started off as the ass-kissing, babe-touching sort of hero, but now he's so kind of washed out and kind of very over the top, it, it's kind of... Ironic comedy. I don't know, was, I don't was, know. was, was he originally? Does that, does that count as an anti-hero? Because uh, you, you you love to hate him.
2: I, I think the original, the original Duke Nukem games were very tongue-in-cheek in their approach. Were they? Yeah, they, they weren't meant to be taken like, super I, seriously. Like As a Doom. child, I did. I was like, uh, Yeah, but they weren't really Good meant some. to be taken uh, taken seriously uh, in the way like Doom or Quake or something like that was taken seriously. A lot of the, a lot of the humour in Duke Nukem, the early ones, was uh, it was kind of carry on, right. as a first person shooter, uh, with all sorts of weird monsters to kill. But the new Duke nu- Duke Nukem Forever it just feels like they're taking it too seriously. What I would have yeah. liked to have seen in Duke Nukem Forever was a much older Duke who's just sick of it all. I think that would have been a much better character to so have
6: like just most of the players
2: now because we've all grown up exactly but actually have Duke Nukem as that character he's like just sick of it all he just, he's going out and he's getting rid of them because that's all he's ever done
1: I don't hold Duke Nukem as an example of a character though that game to I me mean, was more about not having people sue you because they get the game that they paid for with the receipts over the past 12 years rather than actually even making a game they have the assets there to put it together and make a coherent-ish storyline with relatively get- good gameplay I don't consider it an example there are other ones out there that are interesting
4: though For example,
5: trying to think of one on top of my head. (laughs) Well, Solid Snake, there's one. Yeah, Snake. Snake. Oh, more classic Big Boss. Naked Snake from uh, Metal Gear Solid Three. Naked Snake. (laughs) Yeah, that's his (laughs) (laughs) codename.
4: Naked Snake. Okay, cool. He he didn't have a bonus (laughs) suit and no ferrets.
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, what if you make fun of my life
4: Mm, so yes uh, Uniframe also says uh, the geek show and anti heroes seem to have a better sex life than the lawful good heroes (laughs) yes (laughs) quick question
2: (laughs) apparently um, quick question for you guys then is there a need for a truly good hero someone who is the paragon in games now then I mean,
4: absolutely,
2: it, absolutely. There has to be. There has to be both extremes, and there has to be every shade of grey
4: in between. Because yeah. if not, it's not a balanced view. As soon as we stop producing the white of the white, it will happen. Someone will go, oh, we haven't done this for ages. We like money. Let's yeah. make a game. The games industry is an industry.
1: Yeah. I, I think there needs to be the grey area. Definitely, there needs to be different shades of grey. I like the fact that, there's, that, you can, that you should be able to get anti heroes and imperfect heroes. I think that having someone who's just complete evil and someone who is complete amazing goodness—the lawful, stupid paladins—that's boring. I don't want to play either of those people. They are pointless and stupid. Well, Th- they are uninteresting.
2: i'm uh, sorry, I'm a bit confused as to how they'd be uninteresting. If all you're ever playing is grey characters, then you don't really understand what it means to be true. What it, being truly good means are truly evil being truly good or being
1: truly evil is resisting the opposite and choosing something out of what you've built up as your own personality and morality therefore someone who's imperfect has to pick between the things that they actually are hmm. that's quite hard
5: well there is no such thing as good or evil is there
7: hmm.
5: it's not black and white like that everything is a matter of gray loads of shades of gray and i think it's good that games are trying to show that it's hmm. not just this guy good this guy bad fight there we go Okay yeah, then. Uh it's grey, making it more com- complex and interesting. Yeah. One final question then. What
2: about the likes of Mario, Sonic, that sort of char- those sorts of characters? Do you think they'll ever go down the route of becoming antiheroes? Like they did with Jack and Daxter. Precursor Legacy that had Jack as <laughs> <Jak and laughs> kind of the whiter <laughs> than white character wasn't and then really the an anti hero. He just and, grew a
5: beard.
4: Well they had they had uh, uh anti anti Mario in uh, Paper Mario. Yeah. And they had Dark sh- Sonic, there's the Shadow as well. Roll-up. Yeah,
2: you know. But uh, I mean, as characters themselves,
1: I don't think they could because they're mostly mute. Mario and talks, so does it's Sonic. It's me. It's a me. Screw no, you, that, that's peach. not dialogue. That is not dialogue in the slightest. Uh, yeah, most of these characters are quite neutral from the big Nintendo properties.
4: Well, that's the thing. Nintendo's a Japanese company, so they're they're going to really stick with that because an awful lot of the Japanese releases, if you want something simplified, something like Pokemon, something like Mario, something like that, it has to be very, ah, happy and positive and negative. You've got a baddie, get the baddie. Or you've got a goodie, look after him, make sure she lives, and this, that, and the other. You know?
1: I don't think it has to be that simple. Going away from games for just a moment, because we're not, I don't think we're doing TV today, are we doing TV? No, we're not doing TV. TV. Okay. Okay. in the finale, spoiling Nothing, something Amy Pond does makes me love her as a character because she yeah. has layers, mm. and that was a well-written moment, and it was so good. Like an onion. Like an onion. Or a parfait. You know if people like parfaits? People like, like parfaits? I, yes. Yeah. I like we my, all like parfaits. I like my character's imperfect with multiple shades and things they have to choose between that both fit for them. If there's two options, and your guy, if there's a good and evil choice, mm. and your guy is a paragon of justice, there's no point giving him a choice.
2: But here's the thing with these morality systems and games, one of my beefs with the whole morality system is that there is never the I don't care either way option. Yeah. 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 It's either black or white, isn't it? Yeah, no it is still you either, either black you, or white. You, you either do what you don't. You, you either you,
4: look after all the little sisters or you kill one and you're a murderer. You're yeah. a psychopath.
6: You know. Having recently played the uh, Old Republic. They have actually managed to pull that off fairly well. Seriously? I mean, admittedly, normally when I play games, I will go, oh no, there's a cat up that tree. Get cat down from tree. Set it on fire. And the tree. And the house. I don't know if... And I'm then gonna... I get better powers. Because in games, if you go down the middle, you never seem to get very good powers. Yeah. But this, yeah. they seem to have fixed it pretty well. You can do pretty well for yourself.
1: All right. The thing I disliked about the original Fable is that the game will punish you for not being 100% evil or 100% good. You will not yeah. gain the swords of the... Uh, the sort of Year or, or Avos tier. You will not gain the ultimate kill-everything-around-you spells unless you're completely black
4: or white. So, uh, pick of the geek, who is your favourite gaming anti-hero? Who's going to volunteer the first one?
2: Got you all with that one, didn't I?
5: Well, I'll <laughs> repeat what I said last week, really. Uh, Nathan Drake. He oh, is a good yeah. guy, but he kills hundreds and hundreds of people to get to his achievement, really. Yeah. Which is as evil as you're going to get, really.
6: That's a good one throwing it out I'd probably have to go for Marcus Phoenix first one that springs to mind it's like there's a war go kill those guys who are just like us only on the other side by crashing things onto them repeatedly mm. with
1: gunfire nice uh, I'll go with Cole the main character from uh, Infamous because if you watch the whole game you see the various choices that were made in, his, in what he does and yeah sometimes you may have to make the really really hard decisions for humanity to continue yeah uh, very good anti-hero that guy
4: I have to go with uh, anybody that we goes around to another planet and you kill nameless, faceless aliens because you're an invading force. Or, you know, Halo. Yeah. Halo's... Halo, you know... Uh, oh, I know it's... They attacked us and blah... God, yeah, never mind. Tom Cross, talk your face.
3: Uh, I'd have to say Ezio. Um, oh, Ezio. Oh, the because in, even though it's like this big conspiracy in the Templars and everything he still has to kill in a major amount of people, uh, like manipulate the populace to try and save them. So, mm. yeah, it's quite a grey area. That's
2: good. For me, it's, it'll have to be Albert Simon from Shadow Hearts and Shadow Hearts Covenant. Uh, he only makes a bit appearance in Shadow Hearts Covenant, but for the entirety of the first game, you play the entirety of the first game thinking he is totally evil and is out to destroy the world. But then, and this is a spoiler for anyone who hasn't played the second game yet, you find out in the second game that's not what his goal was. There's someone far worse out there, and he was take, trying to take the shortest route to stop them. Ooh! Yeah,
1: this guy was essentially being Snape, who's yes. also a good anti-hero, really. Snape, yes.
2: Snape, server, Snape.
1: Also, if you consider me calling Snape Bumbledore. an anti-hero, it would be a spoiler. Sorry, the book's been out for years.
7: Froggy,
4: what are you here to play? Hi, my name is Jeep many, Barnett. Many things, this mainly. is The Geek Show, and University I love is games, and you should I, uh, love games too. So listen to this, this show, mm. learn, uh, about the games, learn
3: about games,
6: learn about geek stuff. Yes, you were in show last year. You did a good job. The, the few times you turned up. I'm, I'm kidding, you run the drafts most of the time. But yes, yeah, basically we do all sorts if you go from... Video games to board games to dice games to card games. Am I missing any kind of games out here, Harry? Uh, there was the war games as well. War games, Miniature yeah, miniatures. Um, LARP. Online gaming. LARPing, all a, that jazz. Do you actually play gaming? chess, though? Yeah, we have a chess set kicking around somewhere. Okay. I think it's in the storeroom at the minute. Because uh,
2: chess. Just, oh. When you're talking about war games, and I automatically think chess. Um, uh,
6: miniatures. Little metal miniatures. Most people probably heard of it. It shows uh, you
2: the difference in age though that I think yeah. chess and you guys think uh, Warhammer. Yeah,
6: Warhammer 40k <laughs> is the big one people think of. Gaming also has a load of really nice servers which they use. Yes, very kindly hosted by lanops.co.uk who I currently live with the chair, the guy who runs it which is delightful because if they have a break I just walk downstairs and slap him upside his head till they it. <laughs> um which I have done several times. But yeah, basically nice we enough. run Wednesdays 2 or 6 in the main tower. We've got an Funky new logo, currently uh, designed by Veronica Heath, that is essentially it's the outline of a six-sided dice. I've got used to not saying the word D6 because people would look blankly at me. So it's a hexagon. Talking. Um, no, a six-sided... Di- Q- yeah, it, it, yeah Q-
2: it's a hexagon then.
6: Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like arrows. But if you check those out, there'll be arrows saying, we're over here, and then on all the doors. So come and check us out. I recently found out by sitting down and working it out that last year we had the same amount of money going through us from the members, buying things from us, all that, as one of the small businesses that was on Dragon's Den. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I only looked that out a couple of weeks ago. That was quite a cool one. I knew we did pretty what, good on we the Magic did really, graphs, but really, really
3: good.
4: One, one of the uh, LOL God Mode uh, things that you can do by joining the Gaming Society is if you want to join the Gaming Society and buy stuff through the Gaming Society... Yeah, we, we get a
6: huge discount. We, um, we don't pay that, and we get... Essentially, for i know the numbers on this the boxes everyone sees are like pokemon cards magic cards and all that jazz in the shops they contain about 36 packs of cards each they retail about 130 150 quid we can get them for 72 which means we get my and so minus stuff.
4: so you don't pay 20% vat on that and you, you get don't off. pay 10% off you don't pay delivery. what uh delivery you don't pay for what uh games workshop put on top and yeah,
6: no, we get supplies for that. And we have a local shop called Unearth Games who are giving us space for tables. I cr- just got into War Machine. Big, hulking Russian robots is my preferred army of choice. Yeah, gotta love Unearthed. Yeah. Um, um, they're giving us space and being yeah. pretty cool guys about
1: it, too. Final note I'll say about gaming, because something I really loved about it is it's the best place to go, A, learn to do tabletops, and B, make homebrews <laughs> that people will, you know, want to play and help you playtest. Yeah, we've it's had so some good de- for delightful
6: homebrews, especially one, um Oh, we've had people rolling across roads to hit pimps driving cars, and, and <laughs> you name. It, we've had people. We had I a remember guy with that a, game. We had a guy with a flaming fist, and a guy who could run the speed of light. He picked the guy with the flaming fist up and used him as a ram to smash out the other side of a building. This is just a regular day on a Wednesday.
4: Well, well, now we can uh, we we can run faster than the speed. I uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> so, one thing we would obviously like to get involved with uh, at the gaming sock is sword sticks sugar cubes kittens broomsticks and cups
1: you don't remember the name in the slightest do you? no cogs, cakes and sword sticks it's a steampunk RPG it's currently available online to playtest for free it's by Lynn Hardy we met her at uh, Asylum who used me. to I'll work
4: po- for Wizards oh indeed well we I shall sh- get some copies she's, she's done some first. freelancing
1: for Slay
6: Industries as well I'll, I'll uh, link you up to the one she's put online for That'd to be
4: play great. Test. the
1: one
6: first session is two while six this Wednesday so I can guarantee that'll be played
4: two well. until six if <laughs> you're not from Shuffled
6: and now on to music Yes. The
1: section, Uh, we didn't miss the whole thing there.
4: Is it good
2: to be bad? Is Uh, it good to be bad? Yes. Or maybe for tattoo, yes.
1: Depends on the circumstances.
2: Well, okay. Justin Bieber. All these artists and bands who tend to use kind of shock tactics to gain notoriety or recognition or fame or whatever. Alice Cooper in his executions, for example, Ozzy Osbourne and Mm. and the Bat. Madonna, surprisingly, for the Black Jesus and the Burning Crosses.
1: I never found that to be
4: that shock tactic, King. But
1: then again, I you, weren't, you weren't
2: even born in the 80s. Yes. I've
1: seen stuff. I've gone on YouTube.
2: <laughs> even now, Harry, the, <laughs> a black Jesus and burning crosses is still considered highly offensive. Well, bringing.
4: Well, I can't see why not. I, I can't see why black Jesus is, is offensive. Jesus was from uh, Bethlehem. Bethlehem's between Turkey and Iraq, mm. and I'm not saying he's black, but he, he, he's definitely not Caucasian.
2: Yeah, I know. But he's
4: Middle Eastern.
1: Harder. Uh, but yeah, you mean the Marilyn Manson type thing of shock tactics?
2: Yeah, well, try I mean, that be, was his Saint video, and that yeah. was just, oh. Yeah.
1: Being overly bad morally in order to try and get a reaction out of people. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. It's the same, like, shock humour. <laughs> it's an interesting idea, but once you've seen it once, the effect is kind of dead.
2: Yeah. But uh, what do you think about musicians like that? Let's see, Rob, you and Phil are the music guys, you two.
5: You're being yeah. awfully black about this, aren't you? You're just it, picking up is the worst stuff is, the is, most. It, is, is it, is it, there's a lot of <laughs> bands that use shock tactics, well not shock tactics, it's like stage presence to make shows out of things, not just this is a big scare yes. video, controversy, uh, no, there's stage presence in shows.
4: Alice Cooper, Rammstein, uh, all of these bands have massive stage shows. Yeah that involve blood and gore and, and acts and characters yeah. and one of the I, I, I'm not even the biggest Ramstein fan in the world. I'm a big fan, but I prefer Iron Maiden and I prefer a thousand people over Ramstein, And I still rate their gig that I saw of theirs the best concert I've ever been to in my life. Hmm. Because it was like going to see a gore opera. It was amazing. It was all well stage directed, there was always something going on. There was giant moving things. There flames. They were cooking someone in a pot. They were all the songs had narrative. All the songs had story. All the songs had mm. actions, movements, and even though it was in German, you knew exactly what was going on.
1: I like a bit though. I do like it when it sets a tone rather than sets a shock. Yeah. Yes. You can be bad and then use it to kind of go. And now we have license to do whatever we want. Uh, you know, like um, during the Monster Ball tour, the opening song was Glitter in Greece which is not a good song in any means, but it's just the right tone when people are walking on to make you feel dirty. Uh, Just grimy, enough to actually go along with the whole darker pretenses of the show.
2: Okay.
4: Well, see, that can always backfire. My mum will never go see Pink again. My mum's a very open-minded woman, but she took my 12-year-old sister to see Pink. She was 12 at the time, and there was, like, mohawked, naked... Seven-foot Amazonian lesbians grinding and licking each other. And my mum went, "I'm not squeamish, but this
2: this is too much."
7: Yeah.
2: And that's kind of the point, it, you know. Is there a point where it's too much for yeah. most people? Well, it murder, t- I think. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. obviously, disregarding anything that is truly illegal.
4: Mm-hmm. But what about what about Cold Ethel? Cold Ethel, uh, they they actually. As part of the show for Alice Cooper, they mm. behead a woman, who's actually his daughter. Yeah.
7: And then, like, we stuff her that in that a before. fridge,
4: and uh, he pretends to have sex with her. Um, and because, then afterwards... Because uh, Cold, uh, Earth, Cold Ethel's making love yeah. by regifra- refrigerator light, yeah. It's um, about but, necrophilia. Even, even though uh, Alice Cooper is a born-again evangelical Christian... And his daughter's and a preacher, isn't his she? His daughter's a preacher, and they're lovely people who do not drink, who do not smoke, who do not swear, outside yeah. of the act. Wow. People
7: at least expect.
4: Whereas Brian, as in Brian, as in uh, Marlon Manson's just like a businessman. He went, there's a hole in the market. I like money, right?
1: Let's plug it with a bleeding stake. Yeah, it kind of works. I I like it when people actually make a thing out of it, but when it's just a bit of shock tactics or just a bit of, this will sell a bit better. I kind of think it's a bit naff, like the telephone video. I've talked about it before, my least favourite thing Gaga's ever done, because it's just, here's sexy things, lots of sexy things happening. It was just, this isn't shock tactics so much as blarp. You couldn't think of anything decent to do.
4: Well, maybe maybe it's it's your or or their version of the whole booty shake music video. It's like, oh, look at that ass, look at that ass. It's like, boing, boing, boing. And when really it's just, you know, metal and fighting and nudity and whatnot. No awkward
5: silence. I'm waiting uh, for Rob to pipe in yeah, and you, you
4: slam you everyone You make motions
1: like uh, you wanted to say something. I didn't. I, thought, I talk with my hands. So as simple as that.
4: It's a radio program. You don't talk with your hands Get in a radio, radio program. So all but right, you're talking what, Morse
1: code clapping. What, you're not getting it.
4: What 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 bands would? Because I, I know we have very different tastes in music. Yeah. What what type of bands would you commend for their their act or being portrayed as anti in in the type of stuff that you know about.
5: Well, there's only ever one band that has put on a controversial stage show that I've been strangely compelled to, and that's Oxbow. Have I ever pronounced that right? Oxbow, Oxbow. Oxbow. Yeah, and it's a heavy set black guy basically dancing around in his underwear. Which it's <laughs> <laughs> controversial when you look at it at face value, but Tell me more. it's just the way it these. Sounds things like, <laughs> it sounds
4: like the gossip. It's not what happens, it's the way it's you need done.
5: If this person's got stage presence, it becomes really watchable, and it's not just some person trying to be, oh, look, I'm a big black guy dancing around. Isn't that scary? Terrible. But it's just the stage presence he has while doing it. That's the important part.
4: We well, see, uh, like, whenever I've been to like drum and bass nights and whatnot, there's always like an MC, and most of the time... They become controversial with me, not because they're going, yeah, yeah, but because I can't stand them. It's like, will you shut up? I'm trying to listen to the music, I'm listening to the producer, I'm listening to Pendulum, I'm listening to the band that's playing. I don't want to hear you go, yeah, 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 for three hours. Shut up, what jog if he on. not
5: do that, he'd be redundant and have nothing to do. Is that oh, such a bad He'd be back thing. at
4: McDonald's. <sighs>
5: Um, I think the main thing with music
6: videos and I know for a fact that quite a lot of freshers have been exposed to this because I was one who organised it if anyone's ever heard of uh, Major Lazer and Floor, uh, the video for it is who? different I'm not sure if the song is called Floor, but it's by Major Laser. and it's essentially a lot of people in the house get high and then start dry humping each other that is the video
4: the, the one that scares me most is uh, I think it, it's Man Greg and Man by Ramstein where they're all massive muscular men oh, get yeah, covered yeah. in oil and then start writhing. And now I watched this the first time, went, oh, Ramstein's new video. And I start watching it, I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. Oh dear God. Oh God. Oh God. And then my mum comes in the room, I'm like, what are you watching? I'm like, it's just
2: a music channel, honest. Uh, I've got to say, the scariest video that I've seen, the scariest too, was uh, where's your head at? Where's your head oh, that's at? Weird. Where's your and where's your just about every video by, by AFX Twin. It's Chris Cunningham. Have,
4: have you seen Rubber Johnny?
5: Yes, it's Chris Cunningham Rub- again.
4: Is that Chris Cunningham? Yeah, would you explain guy. that video? Well,
5: I haven't seen Rubber Johnny, but he he just kind of makes very disturbing images like uh, say, what, what window what? liquor. Window liquor is basically have a lot of really. Scantily clad women are with Apex twins face. Well, um yes. Robert Johnny's a about
4: a guy with like a, a head who's like four four foot long. Yeah. And uh he's stuck in a wheelchair in the dark and he's just like <laughs> and like wheeling his way around the room and it's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. He'd
5: make a great horror director.
4: <laughs> he would. He, oh my god. Actually, Ugh. yes. I'm scared. He would now. be brilliant. Oh. Obviously, hit us up on hashtag The Geek Show. We're going to have to move on because we're, we're yeah. slowly running out of time. Yeah. Um,
1: my, my, uh, final thoughts. Anyone got another one they want to quickly mention? Uh, my final thought on the whole thing is that, yeah, it can be bad, but if it's got tuning with the with the song, it's good. If it's irrelevant to the song, they're just doing a video just to try and sell Facebook more stuff. Profile. Our
4: Facebook profile. Oh, Facebook
7: profile. I don't
4: know what that was. <laughs> Suddenly what? music. Froggy, pick The Geek, uh, you know, bands that, that are good to be bad. Oh,
6: uh, yeah, probably the one I mentioned. Though, it just if you're ever in the union, just browse T V, It's full of them, because obviously it's music for students, which means they haven't got anything new. It's some thirty-year-old in a suit just picking his, and they're all
4: awful. I, i I'd, I definitely have to say Lordy. Uh-huh. trying. They, they won the Eurovision Eurovision con, song contest. That or Turbo Negro,
5: hmm. which
4: are a Scandinavian. Get, yeah, sweet, sweet. Console, we're back punk. to the Swedish, Swedish metal, Swedish gay punk, more well, yeah, like. But the because death punk. Yeah, most of the songs are about bum loving. Yeah, uh, Rob.
5: Basically, yeah. I don't really like that much music. All <laughs> <full stop. laughs> controversial, really. Yeah, not really. Well, that's not all. It's cracked up to be, is it?
4: Okay, no, no, that's a fair point, Rob. What was the question?
2: Uh, it, bands that you like that are good to be bad. Uh, pick the geek. To be honest, I've actually, I've, all, I've actually got a soft spot for some of the stuff by Eminem. Yeah. Stuff like Stan he instantly loses uh, his credibility. Uh, yeah. Well, to, 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 No, I mean, I I'm not talking about most of the most of the songs. I'm talking about songs like Stan, where there was actually yeah. a message in there. You know, where there was actually a story being told.
4: Yeah. Okay.
7: I'm Christopher Sabbath, right. voice yeah. of it's Alex Louis Armstrong,
5: now? the strong-arm alchemist. You're and you're listening to the Geek Show, which has, has been passed past past down the Armstrong line for a generation. It started like, from Kevin Smith being a bit annoyed at critics who hated cop-out. Mm-hmm. He said, if you want to watch my movies in the future, you're going to have to pay for them rather than get free. And then he has so, an auction for it sometimes in the future, where he said all, these, like, uh, all the production companies, uh, distribution companies, buy this only for him to buy it himself. So he's it has got a chequered history. And perhaps it's what Kevin Smith needed, because maybe it's the best film of a career. But really? before that, uh, it's the basic story is it's three lads who want to have a bit of easy sex, basically. So they go look on a website, and they find one local woman who is Melissa Leo. Unfortunately for the lads, she's involved in... The Five Points Church, which is basically the Westboro Baptist Church. You know the Westboro Baptist Church, the church you see in the news all the time. Yeah, the gay Uh, homosexuals must burn in hell and all that sort of stuff. Yes, they they believe the war. Yeah, thoroughly unpleasant individuals. I would like to just
1: take a moment to thank Anonymous for trolling
5: their websites. This is why I actually like you people existing. Go on. Uh, Where was I? Oh, yes. And it's a honey trap, basically. These kids are in a honey trap where the Westboro. No, the Five Points Church is basically executing people. <laughs> <laughs> that was straying onto naughty territory there, like getting mm. in trouble. But it executes people. On on the other side, there's John Goodman, who gets ordered to come into this situation and resolve it, basically. And it's, it's a s- simple plot, but it's also the biggest departure from Kevin Smith's work. It's not a comedy. It is so not a comedy. Really? It's I
4: found got, it hilarious. It's, a,
5: it's not a comedy in a traditional way. It's not like loads of sex jokes and it's quite lewd and crude. This is a black comedy. Very black comedy. And the only problem I had with it is the massive axe it's got to grind about organised religion and post-9-11 politics and all that. Mm-hmm. But that's a small part of it. Uh, mainly, it's just a really hard-to-watch film. And don't mean that in a bad way, like, oh my God, this is bad, don't watch it. I mean in a way that Michael Parks is horrible, horrible person. He plays Abin Cooper, the leader of the church. Hmm. Horrible person, but you can't keep your eyes away from him. You know you should be watching, you know you should be feeling better, but you just can't take your eyes away from him. So
2: it's car crash syndrome.
5: No, it's not car crash. It's morbid fascination that keeps you watching it. That's what car crash syndrome is. Well, kind of, yeah. But it all pays off in the end, and it's, well, it's just brilliant. One of the best endings I've seen. It's the best ending of the year. I've said it a lot of times in the past where there's loads of great films but they just don't know how to end it. And this has, the only thing I compare it to is Burn After Reading but I (laughs) won't say any more (laughs) than that. It's just a really, really good ending and it's sort of, he said, Kevin Smith personally, it's shocking without using gore. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important thing. It's just one of the best films of the year and I was completely ensnared by it. It's brilliant. Really good. I have one criticism of Red State. Have you seen it? I have read
1: many synopsis from different angles trying to understand bits of it. Specifically <laughs> one bit of it. Okay, which okay. is that if you have an axe to grind against organised religion, why vilify them further? Why not use some actual examples or go with the level of certain people like the Westboro Baptist Church, rather than making them do the things they did in that film? It's it's easy to create a straw it's, man. It's called in that fiction.
4: Way. Because it makes it. You no, know, you say it was poli- it's Instagram
1: political commentary. No, no, no It's different.
4: It isn't. It isn't. It's a comedy. It's an absurd. It's
2: an absurdist comedy. Yeah. the ability speaker. Okay. Two things, just to, to touch on what you were talking about there, Harry. Mm. The whole thing, the Waco
5: incident, mm-hmm.
2: already I think that's happened. Mentioned. Sorry. In the film.
5: Sorry. Isn't it? Phil? Is it mentioned? The Waco thing in. The film? I can't remember. Yeah. I, I know. Uh,
2: w- and that was based around. Um, organized religion becoming a cult. Mm. Okay, so there is some, uh, there is an element of truth in what the movie's trying to say. Mm. But also dogma, Tucky's just pointing out, dogma oh. was heavily against religion.
4: Okay, the, uh, this is the bit I've been sitting on quietly for the past yeah. ten minutes. Kevin Smith uh, protested Uh, Against Dogma Dogma is his own movie Right And there were loads And loads of Evangelical Christians Going we haven't seen it But it's about God And it's awful And it's blasphemous (laughs) And Kevin Smith Was on the picket line Going I've heard about The director He's an idiot (laughs) He's a whatever And uh, it's an awful movie He also During it Westboro Baptist Church Decided the movie Was about them Even though In the movie He goes no 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 It's not the Westboro Baptist Church Those guys are whatevers Yes Right Westboro Baptist Church turn up, pickets Red State, and Kevin Smith joins them. I Kevin Smith the pickets. Thick, filth. Yes, Kevin Smith pickets Red State with Westboro Baptist Church. Mm. The man couldn't be more of a troll. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> I will say I this like about, about it, it though: it is a very divisive film. Not everybody's going to like it. It's very wordy, but if you do like it, and it's got not a conflict, it can't. It's, it's hard to decide what it is. I mean, I said a black comedy that falls between thriller and, thriller and horror, but, you know, it's going to appeal, or force as many as it'll appeal. So I just loved it, personally.
2: I, I, I've seen a trailer for Red State, and now I'm going to see it as soon as I can. But one thing that I saw in the trailer, I was amazed at John Goodman. I, it took me about five minutes to realise that it was actually John Goodman. Yeah. He's lost so much weight.
5: He does really? look ill. He looks a
2: bit ill, a bit gone. Yeah. Well, he, he's got a limp, but I think that's put on. But I mean, if, oh, you, if I, you look at him, he's lost so much weight. Well,
4: it's a good thing. Oh, oh, last thing I'll say is definitely, oh my God, the twist. My jaw, genuinely. <laughs> I've never been in a movie where my jaw has literally gone we won't talk home.
5: About, we won't talk about any. anymore. We no, 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 we, we will not. It, we'll expect it, so yeah.
4: But yeah, my jaw hit the floor. That has never happened in a movie before. Yeah. Uh, Rob, uh, Rob, bring us back on track,
2: please. Right. Uh, everybody loves a bad good guy. Yes. Yes. Superheroes. Yep. Superheroes aside, what do you think of the, the kind of lack of paragons in cinema? They're
5: not cool. That's I like what it. The, is. They, they cool can't be cells.
2: cool. They're too good.
4: That's why we've got the Dark Knight. Hmm. It's like Batman, but he's broken. You know.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Well, cool cells, and also cool is, cool is fun. Cool is good. Huh. I, I enjoy Cool. I think everyone enjoys Cool. And Cool can come out of people who aren't, you know, massive, this-will-sell-created characters. It can come out of genuinely written people. Yeah. yeah, you know, like a uh, good anti-hero I like, Hancock. Because yeah. We're not going to yeah. get in a yeah. rant about this again, are we? I'm not going to rant about the fact that the first... Okay, the first half of Hancock, there. This will ignore all the conversation that could happen about the ending of Hancock, or at least the latter half. Hancock's a great anti-hero, because he can't be bothered to save the day. He's he a doesn't drunk, want isn't he? to. He's a yeah. He's a drunk who sleeps on the street because he can't be bothered to go and save the day with the superpowers. He doesn't want to. He can't stand the drama of it.
7: He has it like, a, a million
1: in. convictions that he hasn't got in
6: for. It is a good twist on the superhero. We'll give you that. Oh, yeah, loved it. Loved the premise. Hmm. I think you'd be looking more at something like uh, for everyone who's seen shoot them up, shoot them up. Just the fact that he is that good with a gun. He is just that good. But when we first see him, he's sat there drinking tea and a carrot sees a guy with a gun and just... uh, Is his first reaction. (laughs) I don't think we've got pure paragons in films because you can't relate to them in any way. Let's be honest, anyone who's watched around any major city has kind of gone, this is why we can't have nice things at least once. Mm -hmm. So someone who goes, fear not, I will save everything. Hmm. You can't relate to it at all. I'd like to do that, but no one's like that. You look at Superman and go, that man
1: is not real. You can't feel like it's someone you can relate to because... No, you are not like that. No
2: one you know is like
1: that. And you don't wear red
2: underpants outside your uh, trousers. that's fine.
1: uh, If you've looked at the 52 reboot without him him without pants, it it looks weird. (laughs) It
5: just looks awkward. They have removed his pants in the film, which is an odd sentence. It's not cool. It's quite (laughs)
1: awkward. The Spider-Man one doesn't have pants or a belt. And so it does look Kind of weird, like a you know latex onesie. It's just odd. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. you, know, you can't help but look at the crotch area. Just going, you should be covered. Why can I look at you? What? This is weird. There is uh, other
5: sort of films that have antiheroes. A particular favourite of mine is Escape from New York. That's yeah. a classic sort of antihero, Snake Plissken. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I love Harry Brown for it as well. Uh, Harry, Harry Brown.
1: Harry uh, Brown. just explain for the listeners. Michael Caine basically plays an old man who sees another old man, who is his friend, die being murdered by some chavs. Because there's loads of chavs around the estate, and they're everywhere, and they're violent, Uh, and they're noisy at night. So Harry Brown just goes, to hell with it. I'm an ex-military man. I'm going to go kill chavs. And you... Yeah. The cake show does not condone the killing of chavs. No. No, 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 no.
4: Individually, we may.
1: (laughs) Exactly. We don't condone the killing of Chas, but the fact is, it's done so well with this guy being, okay, he's being a little bit brutal. He's using military methods against these people. Yeah. He's very much an anti hero. Wait, no, no. You they kind they, of root for him, but you also kind of go, okay, Harry, stop it. Harry, stop it now before it gets out of hand. Seriously, dude. It gets, kind of, it gets out of
5: hand fast.
2: Isn't that a bit like uh, the East Clint Eastwood movie, Gran Torino? Yes.
5: I'm yes, uh, yes, not yes. sure. I haven't I
6: seen think, Gran Torino. I wouldn't say it was.
5: Gran Torino's good, though.
2: Yeah. So,
7: yeah.
6: Yeah. Um, it's a film where I sat there and went, nothing much has happened, but I really enjoyed the last two hours. <laughs> right. No, it's amazing. There's no big rise and fall. Yeah. Admittedly, sometimes if you do add the words, I'm still a racist, it does make his sentences better. <laughs> but um, no, it's great, because he, he, I think he is actually a paragon, hmm. but you can relate to it.
4: No, no, not at all. Uh, for the one fact that all vigilantes are antiheroes, Which means, Ah, freedom mm. fighters. One person's freedom fighter is another person's terrorist. Full stop. Absolutely, Batman is a menace to the government. Yeah, but to the people, he thinks he's doing right. Yeah, yeah. All these supervillains exist because of yeah, 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 yeah. Um, All these, all these vigilantes are disgusting. Punisher, perfect. Sorry, perfect example. Punisher's a psychopath, though. He's exactly, but he is a he is a masked vigilante who is bent on nothing. Uh, paragon good while also being evil. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is the guy. This is Punisher, the guy who during Civil War shoots two supervillains who walk into the good guy's base, saying, "Hey, we can help you. We have the same goal here." And then he
5: shoots. I think it's Goldbug and someone else. And he shoots him a camera and he goes, "What are you doing?" Uh, they're still villains. Uh, just to wrap up the section, pick a geek. Who's everybody's favourite antihero in cinema?
1: I'd have mm. to go with Harry Brown, I think, because... Okay, Harry Brown is not a film you watch twice. It's not an enjoyable film. It is a good film, but it's one of those great things I love that proves that films don't have to be fun to be really good. Hmm. Um, uh, it's mine, harrowing.
6: Mine would come in under Shoot em Up, just because... Why not? It, the tagline is, prepared to suspend your disbelief. You can relate to him, but it's just awesome at the same time. And he is very much, eh, don't want to do this. Bang, bang, bang.
4: Uh, you have to go with Batman, don't you? The, yeah, the new yeah, Batman, just... Just literally because I'm not the massive Batman fan in the world, but he's the archetypal in my eyes. He, I, If I'm going to say all vigilantes are anti heroes, then I stand by it.
5: Uh, go off the left field a bit here. Tequila from Hardboiled, the John yes. film. Yes. Um, Watch Hardboiled, by the way. It's really good.
2: I've got it on DVD if you want it. Yeah. Rob? I've got to see Harry Callahan, Dirty Harry. As oh. one of the original anti heroes. I mean, really? he's supposed to be a police officer for a start, but. He's happy to break the rules if, it, if they need breaking.
7: Uh, now we're moving into
1: animation, because, yay, anime is what we just did. Foreshadowing. Discussion is, it's all black and white. Hello, Why I am Karen Prell, an
7: animator anime. at Valve, yes. and you are listening to, to Western The sticking to animation Geek specifically shows.
2: rather than anime, because...
1: There's a sprawling range in anime. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anime's the, got everything.
4: Um, well, good examples of which, I would say Gary... From SpongeBob, the snail. That snail is evil. No, he's not. He is. He is the most in-depth character there. Meow. It's a political statement against.
1: And tie shoes. That's that's meow. most stuff he's done. And eating cookies.
4: Yes, and killing people. Meow. He's that's a ninja. That's Maggie Simpson. <sighs> anyway, oh Maggie.
1: Yeah. Maggie's not an anti-hero. She's a
2: baby. She shoots Mr. Burns.
1: In two episodes, she holds a gun. She drops it.
2: What was it she dropped on the guy the at only the end of the Simpsons th- movie? Was it a rock yeah, or no, something? It hits him with a rock. How
4: yeah, are- so like the only, the only three times Maggie has something in her hands, twice it's a pistol, she shoots people twice, the other time it's a rock and kills someone. Actually, yes.
1: first time it's a pistol, <laughs> second time it's a rifle. Yes. So, okay, maybe Maggie Simpson is secretly an anti-hero. Uh, so your discussion's on that point. So. Well,
4: can you see the similarities between that and Family Guy? Quick, 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 make the baby evil. Yes. Yeah. The son of the son of the son. I've got, to,
2: <laughs> I've got to say, the one that immediately sprang to mind for me, well, the two. The first one you guys may not be familiar with was Mendoza from The Mysterious Cities of Gold. Cartoon from way back when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Uh, it's an anime as well. And this, this was a show that was on British TV and this was from the time before I even knew what the word anime was. Mm -hmm. I was like seven years old or something like that. Mendoza was brilliant as a character because the whole story was about the conquistadors and the conquest of of South America, the cities of gold, everything like that. Yeah. And Mendoza, when when he was, he wasn't good but he wasn't truly bad either. He wanted the main characters, he wanted the access to what they had, he wanted to use them for his own ends. He wanted to use everyone for his own ends, but he wasn't averse to doing good things either. But even when he wasn't on the screen, you knew he was always planning something. He was always active somewhere else, and you wouldn't see the results of that until later on in the series. Well, yeah, but that, that, that's a bad guy, not an anti-hero. Well, he wasn't a bad guy. He was actually, he actually did care about the uh, the lead characters, the three kids, this is the thing, and he did protect them. Hmm. But he wasn't averse using them either. I think it really comes down to the usual thing that we have to say, that
4: uh, still in the West, uh, animation is counted as for children. So they don't employ heavy plot lines, such as the concept of an antihero. hero yeah, in my we, opinion. I'd say yeah. we like
1: antiheroes heroes because his cartoons just had less time to grow.
2: The other one that sprang to mind, though, was Zuko from Avatar. Uh, yes. Ah, yeah, I, like uh, I think he's more he, of a tortured soul. He, he's more know. of a tortured soul, but he does... F- Fit the mould of anti-hero as well, because for a good portion mm-hmm. of the show, he is—you know—he is out for the Avatar for his own for his own needs, his own desires. Mm-hmm. He's not out to save the world or to save anyone. And in the time when he saves Ang from uh, imprisonment in that fire in that Fire Nation fortress, mm-hmm. when he dresses up as like the ninja character and goes and saves him. Mm-hmm. So, things like that. He, is, he, is, he isn't averse to saving Aang, but he only wants to save him so he can capture it.
1: Yeah, I've thought of a few examples in my own head while over here, like the Emperor Kuzco from the Emperor's New Clothes, the Disney one. It, Emperor's New Groove, sorry. It's just that these characters aren't anti heroes like Zuko so much. They're a they transition and go from bad to good. I don't think Zuko is really an anti hero. He's more of a, a darker hero, that's for certain. Yeah. But he's not anti, I'd say. I kind of was a bad guy turned good guy.
5: The Incredibles. What's the kid called? Who He's basically an, a kid who hangs around the superheroes. Oh, And then when the superheroes go out of favourite, he just wants to save the day. That's the whole reason. Ginger yeah. Chris.
6: Yeah, Ginger Chris. Yeah. We, we have, a
5: friend, we have a, a friend who looks
4: the, identical yeah. to Syndrome, and I mean in every way. That's he's
5: young Syndrome too. Yeah, he's syndrome a good guy really you. though, isn't he? He's a good guy. He just doesn't want... The superheroes to save the day. No, he wants to save the not. day himself.
1: He doesn't want to save the day so the day gets saved. He wants to save the day so people will praise him. Well, he yes. wants to save the day still. No, just no, no, no the... he doesn't s- want to save and the he'll day. he'll stop other people saving the day. He doesn't care if he gets saved. If it was melting the polar ice caps that was cool, he'd go and do that. Hmm. He does whatever people want but, to praise. Okay,
2: doesn't this kind of highlight the point that uh, the point of the question in the first place? We're struggling to actually find real anti-heroes yeah. in cartoons. So I've always found Zuko, and we're even debating Zuko him. Zuko is dark hero, possibly. And yeah. you know, it it kind of highlights the point, in Western cartoons, they're far more black and white. Yeah. And yeah. Is, there, is is there any need for them in the first place? Well, yeah, this is the question. Do and why? We, do we actually need anti-heroes in the first place in Western cartoons? And if we do, why do we need them?
1: I I like anti-heroes. They're interesting. I mean, oh, um, you've got to put this. That's cool.
6: Yeah. Um, i would just put it on the thing of... That's the difference between movies and cartoons, because in a movie, you have to suspend your disbelief. You have to be in the movie, I think, cartoons, because they're shorter, they're sweeter. Um, one just frankly was Archer, but he's just James Bond, but a bit more of an idiot. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, Archer isn't a hero at all. Yeah, he's, yeah, no, he's, he's
6: just,
7: the, just a idiot. Yeah, <laughs> um,
6: It's more the fact of um, they're short, they're sweeter, so we don't have to suspend his disbelief as long. Why should we do it?
2: No. Uniflame's just made a good point. What about Shrek? Oh. Uh, no,
4: he, he isn't... Uh, I'm no. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to take that. He he's he's a through and through good guy. He he gets grumpy every now and again, but he, he isn't an anti-hero. Anti-heroes do things brashly and evilly for the greater good. Or, or, well, or no, something like they also don't
2: actually care. They actually have no vested interest in going out and saving someone. They but just the, the kind con- of forced to.
4: No, no. The concept of Shrek is he grows the care. You know, he starts off going get out of my swap, By the end of it, he has a wife and. And children and donkey yeah, and donkey uh, no, babies. but in the very first in the very
2: first Shrek movie, all the way up until he rescues Fiona, he doesn't want to rescue Fiona. Mm. Yeah, this this at that point he is kind of the epitome of the antihero. If we stick to Shrek, he's one, just he trying to get everyone sense. out of his swamp. I can take that. Yeah, definitely.
1: I actually saw another one that doesn't work as antihero, perhaps anti villain. Uh, Gru from Despicable Me.
4: Gru? I love Despicable Me so much. Quite literally the anti-hero. I I couldn't think
2: of a better one.
4: I think he's an anti-villain. He does villain stuff. Uh,
2: (laughs) Yes, anti-villain. Well done, yeah? Yeah. Well, keep that thought in mind, because we are coming to that at the end. Uh, okay. Oh. Okay, so, um,
4: all right, uh, Pick of the Geek. What sort of anti-heroes would you like to see in animation?
2: Hmm. That's a tough
4: one. I'd like to see just deeper characters in simpler animation. Yeah. I'd I'd like to see more you know, stuff that'll make children think and not think everything's positive and negative. there's there's there's, there's good bad because good and bad creates kind of uh, um labels I, I, yeah. I, I see yeah. with children. Um what anyone think of any
2: examples of what they would like to see? Well, I'd like to see I'd like to see characters who actually think about the difference between good and bad and who actually consider it. I mean, uh, as opposed to what you said, I I watch a lot of anime, so I have to disagree with you on the fact that cartoons, you don't get the same suspension of disbelief. You can. It just depends on how well-written the story is, how well-developed the characters are, how well-defined they are. Yeah. I'd, I'd say that on, on that point, 95 percent of cartoons are still being written exclusively
1: for kids. And then within that, there is a nice little Western cartoons. Western C- cartoons. That's why I'm saying cartoons rather than anime. Mm. Mm. Uh, to say that the cartoons specifically coming from America, then. They're written specifically for kids And within that you have a nice little Venn diagram A little bit of ones that are written for kids And parents to watch it with their kids Without going insane and hating it mm. Powerpuff
4: Girls, Dexter's Lab, all mm. of those type Cartoon Cartoon was very good at that As well as yeah, Nickelodeon
1: Chowder, and Major League Ponies as well But the thing is <laughs> yeah. that, We have like this 5% of cartoons that are made for adults And some of them are still finding their feet Drawn Together was very crude You couldn't really take it seriously Archer, it, Archer was really good I'm really enjoying watching Archer I think we're getting to the stage where we can start having them now. I think really all I want for the sake of getting anti-heroes is just a bit more time. Just a wait and something will come.
4: Was Space Ghost an anti-hero? Space Go- the, Ghost, uh, the late night chat show version Space on Go- Adult yeah, Swim. Was yes. well, Space Coast Coast to Coast.
1: It was one cartoon network before that <clears> as well. Just so late at night that no one ever saw it.
2: Um, yes, the rise of the super anti-hero. Now, uh, you made the comment that vigilantes are effectively anti-heroes. My name is Happy and you're listening to the you know, Geek Show for, on 4.5 in, in comic book terms. Uh-huh. But if we disregard like Batman for a second and um, just put him on a pedestal over there. Comics have always had a mishmash of character types, but the general rule is that they fall on the side of good or evil. But hang on, let me finish we've started getting more and more characters of the type like Deadpool or Wolverine or, you know, the Hulk has changed from just being a brute. There was the time when he had Bruce Banner's uh, personality, Bruce Banner's mental abilities, you know, all of Bruce Banner's intelligence and speech and everything like that. the mind of Bruce Banner in the body of the Hulk. Mm -hmm. And he was in the typical mold of the anti-hero. During that time, they had, like, the Infinity Gauntlet Mm -hmm. event. And there was a scene where Adam Warlock talks to Wolverine and the Hulk together, sitting on a rooftop, and he says to them, look, in the simplest terms, if you get a chance, kill Thanos. There is no other way. You two don't think the same way as all these other heroes do. You know exactly what needs to be done Mm. to the two of them. And that is, you know, it's basically willing to go willing to do what is absolutely necessary even to the event of killing the opponent
1: oh yeah this is why when Cyclops formed the X-force he made put Wolverine it because Wolverine's one of the people who will kill people if necessary
4: Ooh, which is which is the complete opposite to what Cyclops is all about he is oh, yeah. the the
2: mm, avoiding yeah. rude words he's the girly Paragon isn't he but it's also the opposite of what Bruce uh, of Bruce Wayne of Batman, because Batman will not kill.
1: Yeah, it's the Batman
2: role. Whoa, yes. Right, here's the thing. There was a story, and I think I've mentioned this to you guys before, from Ultimate X-Men, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. There's a town, and most of the population have been killed. They've just been vaporized, and nobody can figure out what it was, what it is, and then they find, Professor X finds that it's a mutant. It's a kid who's now taken to living in a cave away from everybody, because he's releasing all sorts of toxins and acids from his body, and he has no control over it. But he is so powerful and so dangerous that his mere existence in the world is a danger to all mutants. So he sends the only mutant capable of withstanding him to kill him, and that's Wolverine.
4: Well, I think that's a load of rubbish. Xavier could just vegetable him. Who did Xavier vegetable
2: what if it was passive?
4: The thing is, who did, he, he, Xavier vegetable yeah, someone. Who uh, did he do that to? Um, he did it to Magneto a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> then Xavier is an anti-hero. The man's a bad man. But you the do thing not is, comatose people. You pull them out
2: of their misery. Xavier can't vegetable this kid because the, it's emanating from all over the kid's body.
1: Yeah, it's passive. Even without thought, he'll keep on doing it, otherwise the kid would have just turned it off.
2: Right, okay. And that's what... I mean, Wolverine has this conversation with the kid, and it's, okay. it's just the two of them having a talk, and the kid's just say, telling Wolverine what happened, and mm. it's just the final picture of Wolverine's face. He hasn't enjoyed what, he ha- what he's had to do, but he knows there's been no choice in the matter, mm. because it is a kid.
4: Of all the mutants in the world, though, there must have been someone who could just put him in a bubble. Or lamin- just laminate the kid. Just <laughs> laminate him. Well, so Susan
1: so in his own poisons?
2: Susan Richards, the invisible woman.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. With the I telekinesis and all she that. She has to do that to Franklin. Is mm. going, our kid is super. Okay, we have to stop him killing people until he learns about morality. Franklin, put that down. In a box, in a super box. You know, it, it's a great thing that I did. This is why The Incredibles worked, because you have super parents against, trying to control their super children. Exactly. idea.
2: And we mentioned the whole thing about uh, Susan Richards uh, last last week, was it? When we did yeah. the female characters? She yeah?
1: comes up a few times because she's really good. Why yeah. not?
2: Um, okay. Quick question for you guys, then. What exactly has kind of triggered this change, m- this move towards more anti-heroes?
4: Yeah, we've we've got the Dark Knight. We've got a gritty James Bond. We've yeah. got Deadpool really coming to the forefront. He's playing yeah. with his mic. Oh, oh I that's you not know, putting, putting, putting your hand, hand up. up. Um, no, no. But yes, um, and... Uh, there's all sorts of sort of everything's getting. We want it more gritty, make it more gritty and make more, it darker. more real and darker yeah. in the dark night. And and he, uh, to be honest, it's he, I'm, I'm enjoying it because, yeah. because. Don't get me wrong, I'm it, not.
2: I, it's not that I'm not enjoying it. I, I'm, I'm it, loving it, but
4: it must literally be because the geek audience are staying geeky. The order they're getting because. They're not going, well, now I've got a job, mm-hmm. I can't watch cartoons anymore. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people still are. There's a lot of people that are doing things. I'm you know, I'm still a massive nerd and I've had nine to five for a, many years now. Great.
1: The thing is about a uh, comic books, when you've got something as big as the Marvel, you know, family, when you've got something as big as DC, you have so many publishing, you have so many different arms and so many different, you know, way different kind of publications. You can make new heroes, you can hire new people and say, Okay, make something interesting and then put it out. And if it's popular, they can get their own series. Or they might come back and see if they get their own series that time. Like, Batwoman first appears in the Detective comics, which is just a Batman-centric thing. Hmm. So you can make whatever you want with that much you know, weight and power and spread so that you can make it. I think the reason these uh, ideas are coming to the forefront is because there's so much stuff now that people can just get what they want.
2: <laughs> Ooh, well... Yeah. I don't know... Okay, quick, how do anti-heroes differ from regular superheroes? Let's just clarify that. They don't, have, they don't have the rules. They don't have the rules. That is the only difference. They, they can be, obviously,
4: um, there's microphones in the way, I can't see Rob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they don't have the morality that, they, they have an underlying morality. Yeah. They know what's good, they know what's wrong, uh, but they don't have that, I will not do bad things full stop. They will go, for the greater good. Yeah. I think
1: that's the only thing that defines yeah. them. They have a vague mantra, like Rorschach. Rorschach is, I will do him to stop what I don't like existing because yes. life without compromise. That is his entire philosophy. It's vague and it applies to everything
4: and to nothing. Except for himself.
6: Oh, of course. Um, I definitely throw up the fact of normally when I watch something like Superman, someone who's got all the Wazzy powers and all the Wazzy good, I end up rooting for people in general. Oh no, giant asteroids coming towards us. Yeah. When I read something with an antihero, I end up rooting for them. I mean TransMet, which Harry probably knows about. Oh, I end up genuinely rooting for Spider just because I want to, him to win. So yeah. Okay.
2: I actually want to make a point along what you've just said. Have you have any of you watched All Star Superman? No, no, no. Right. It's a DC Superman movie, but there's one thing that is really interesting for that I got out of that movie. Um, Clark Kent is interviewing Lex Luthor. Basically, Superman's dying. Uh, oh, wow. Lex, Lex Luthor's managed to find a way to kill him, slowly.
1: Wait, I was like, oh, wow, this happens every other
2: month. At the end of it, Superman's not on the planet anymore. Let's put it that way. Anyway, Clark Kent is interviewing Lex Luthor, who is on de- Death Row, and he is happy to stay on Death Row because he knows he's managed to kill Superman.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: And he's interviewing Lex Luthor and Lex Luthor actually goes on a rant about why he hates Superman so much and it's not because Superman is the paragon of good but because Superman hasn't had to work for all his power
7: uh, he
2: hasn't yeah. had to put in the effort for it, uh, for all of it and that's why Lex Luthor hates him so much huh. it's a very human reason and that's yeah. what i liked about what i like about that
1: that makes sense because when you see Lex Luthor fighting he's always in these supersuits or with some kind of special machine exactly he's, he's made he puts in the effort to construct and design
4: these things uh, bringing Twitter into the conversation uh, Momiji Sue says that uh, I think anti-heroes provide some of the grittiness as well as making them feel more human mm. uh, yeah. Tuki from Tucky's Anime says uh, it's a great way society's going now good versus evil won't suffice anymore I blame Nick Clegg biggest <laughs> <laughs> anti-hero known to man <laughs> Uh, Sneaky Magoo says, uh, "Would uh, would you class Spawn as an antihero?" Yeah,
1: why uh, I haven't we mentioned Spawn? This yeah. is a much older one.
4: Jamie uh, Jamie Sample says, "Rorschach, definitely." Yeah. Uh, there's multiple people banging on about Deadpool, which is usually my job. Uh, and yeah. Oh wait, um, I'd say minus spoiler warning,
1: but I'm hoping most people would have looked at Watchmen by now. If you haven't, go watch Watchmen. No, i it. it. never read it,
5: never seen it. You should. What? You're about But person. I thought you liked good films. It's not a good film. It's a Zach and You've not film. seen it. Yeah. Um, okay, bring Watchmen those back.
2: Watchmen wasn't the best adaptation of the work.
1: No, but the two things have their own rights to exist individually, I'd say. Mendius, ultimate antihero. Mm. Okay,
4: okay. Definitely. Pick, yes, 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 you're completely right. Uh, read Watchmen if you don't get that. Mm-hmm. And I mean oh. it. I, I, I read very little anime or manga, or uh, I read very little manga and comics, mm-hmm. but you're completely correct with yeah.
1: that. Pick, I'd say read and watch it. They're both different and
5: both yeah. good.
4: Pick of the Geek Who is your favourite Comic book Anti-hero
5: Japanese one Hasn't really been Mentioned this week It's uh, from One Piece It might be a bit Spoilerish to say But it's uh, Bartholomew Kuma Actually yeah, i oh, got agree Oh on that god one. yes He completely Sacrifices himself For the, for the good of his cause mm-hmm. Which is As anti-heroish As you're going to get Yeah but
2: he also Beats the I'm not going to spoil it Because yeah. it is
5: a good story His His, story, his story is so Dark and saddening
4: I don't think I can top that one. Um, obviously, hit us up with your, your favourite anti-hero on Twitter. Hashtag the Geek
2: Show, Rob. Give me a chance to think. You guys go Harry. first.
6: Droggy. Uh, um, Spider Jerusalem. trans He's a journalist who, yeah, he ends up... Dro- he has an amazing gun called a bowel destabiliser, which is untraceable, and he makes several politicians. Yeah. Um, but it's great, because you don't end up rooting for the people at large, because none of them care. They end up rooting for him, just for a man. Yeah. ...trying to get out at the truth. And I'm not a journalist, but I loved it.
2: Okay, two for me, if that's alright. The first one is Hellboy. Oh, yes. And the second one is John Constantine. Ooh,
6: yeah. Sounds good. That is the only film I've ever seen, though, where you could just watch the bit after the ITV news and still understand the entire thing, though. Yeah, Uh, don't talk
2: to me about the film. Never read the comics. The the comics are way, way better.
1: Way better, but frankly, it wasn't a terrible Gennar Reeves (laughs) film. Uh, I'd have to go with Bartholomew Kuma as well, and as I said, Ozzy Bendius.
4: Um, I, I, everyone thinks I'm probably going to go for Deadpool, but I'd had, to have to say, Rorschach. Mm. Rorschach is amazing. I, I love Deadpool with all my heart, but no chance. I'm um, just on uh, the Twitter. Anybody remember the fifth of November?
2: Yes, the Gunpowder yeah, really
1: v. Yes. v. Oh yes,
4: yeah.
1: absolutely.
2: V yes, V for Vendetta. Um. Sub- Mami uh put on Yotsuba going on a ma- murderous rampage in the second book, I think. But Mail absolutely nailed it. Lina Inverse is actually one of the biggest anti-heroes in anime. Slayers. Yeah, well, I mean, she's she's tiny, she looks cute, but she's also one of the most feared peop- characters on the planet. Okay. And she has a habit of blowing things up, towns, what? mountains, things like that. Ooh. And we are coming to the end of the show. We do have a round table, though. Uh, yes. Oh, this is where this is where fists. Hi, are I'm i I'm here at Animexx, all are the stood way in California, and you yes. are listening to the right. show. Uh, here's a question: What happened to the Knight in Shining Armor?
1: He got boring and retired. Uh, I don't know. Well, it depends what genre we're talking about.
2: Well, I mean, all of them. I mean, in general, we're not talking about one specific uh, one specific genre, uh, media uh, hmm. me- medium here. Um, the shift away from the traditional paragon, how and why has it happened? I mean, Is it because society is less innocent these days? Is it because we live in the information age? Are we desensitized to all these things? The average geek's older.
6: I'd throw it out there the night in Shining Armor quite literally just got rusty. Um, media has oh. to move on and change, yeah, in both the most and the pun. Um, it's got to change, and it's got to go with people. Toki, it's moving to move nearer the mic. I haven't done this before. Yes. <laughs> but yes. Uh, that's better yeah, that's better uh, yeah it got old and people move on we've all got older really is what
1: I'd say mm. well, on the note of moving older things move on remember things like comics didn't used to be so, so didn't used to be subtle when things happened do you remember when some of Batman's older villains the things I think Batman and Superman had to fight like Mr. Bigot I am when they wanted to make a point <laughs> about racism being yeah. bad they created a villain who used a ray gun that made people racist can I just
2: make a point here right um, yes yeah. Yes, you're you know, more, we were more talk, welcome to. Carry we were on. talking about boning earlier. Yes. Right? And the diagrams as uh, well you drew me. Uh, here's the thing there was a Batman comic at one point, and the Joker was calling his pranks boners. Right. And they actually had, like, the Gotham Times and stuff like that saying Joker, Joker bones Gotham again, stuff like that. <laughs> You got the Joker going. I'm going to put. The, I'm going to give Batman my best boner ever. And this is actually what was written into comics at one point because they were so innocent. Wow, how naive really? can you be? Different time, different time.
4: Well, we we say this. We we say this because after after 10, 20 years, the majority of stuff's been edited, been uh, taken. The stuff we see on the BBC. Is, is, has been taken as what actually happened at that time. Victorians. Victorians were horrendously dirty. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and then we, everyone thinks, well, the Victorians were very reserved. No, the Victorians were not reserved at all. The people that wrote about the Victorians, the upper class, were. Yes. Or at least subvertively.
1: True. It's the thing that people holding the pens... I'm doing the writing tend to be kind of going well I don't want anyone to think I'm into this stuff Let, let's write things you know from an objectivist angle at least they're trying to be rather nice History. not write a good review for lovely ankles
4: Hi- yeah, yeah history's written by people that can write and latterly the, wi- uh, the winners mm. full stop true yeah this is true <sighs>
1: I think the problem the reason we have lost the anti is because I don't know if anyone wanted the anti-hero in the first place or it just kind of happened people going alright I need to write a hero it'll have to be like this that's what's done because remember, there was, there's was periods of censorship throughout film and various different genres where things things like uh, if people did something evil in a film, you had to show them being punished for it. Or the good guys have to be good, good guys. They have to be good guys that are not evil, but with a purpose kind of guys. They have to be good people. Remember, there was loads of periods of censorship. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's that we've come out of there and gone, right, do we still need to anti- the main hero? No. Or rather people have gone, I don't need to write that guy. Right, time for something a bit different. Let's not stagnate.
4: Well, to kind of uh, put it in perspective, we, we still can't have Bert and Ernie in the same bed. Bert and Ernie can't They're get married. They're
1: not gay. Yeah, but There's shame. been no yeah. situation in which they've said that they. We can't
2: have Bert and Ernie in the same bed, but we could have Eric Markham and Ernie Wise in the same, because the same bed. Because
4: one leg was out of the bed. Really? That's the that was the BBC rules at the time. Uh, uh, apologies if I'm wrong, but I know up until at least the early you know early mid late. Eighties, eighties. Sometime there had to be at least one leg out of the bed, otherwise it was it was it was put down as
1: very dirty. Is that the secret code for straightness? I have never seen this
4: happen.
6: So if I put one leg out of the bed while you know caressing, then, well, then mm, you're that's fine. weird though because then the monsters will eat it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's mine now. Yeah, <laughs> <not> <laughs> it's a flawed system. Flaw. Yeah, it really okay. is,
2: dude. Second question then: If there is such a thing as an anti-hero. Can there be such a thing as an anti-villain?
1: Gru, <laughs> Gru, Gru, Gru. Yes, there can be a villain who does evil things. Well, no. Hang on, we're talking about anti-hero is evil things for good purpose. Or dubious things for good purpose. Yes. Uh, anti-villain, therefore, will be doing dubious things for bad purpose. Yes. Like, Gru trying, does non-hurty people measures yeah. and tests out on minions that he's made. Yeah, freeze-ray. And. Yeah, freezer and takes care of children in order to get what he wants. But he's not terribly evil about it. He he's a, can be an anti-villain.
5: Uh, Tentai Sunshine. What was it? Astro- Tentai Senshi <laughs>
2: Sun yes. Astro Sunred, yes.
5: Astro Red, basically anti-villain and anti-hero. Yeah, it, both of them. it is. Anti-hero. The hero's a villain, basically. Mm-hmm. Very nasty person. And the villain is a nice guy who helps he's, all people across the road. Yes, he That's is like a there.
2: paragon of the community. The, the bad guy who works for Florsheim and wants to conquer the world is a paragon, He's a pillar of the community. He recycles... He pays his taxes. He attends community meetings. What? You know, whereas the, what is the hero. What
1: is this series? I want to watch it. Astro Fighter Sunrise. Astro Fighter Oh, you've given me this one tomorrow. Yes.
2: Um, he's the hero. Is literally he's a thug, who never takes his mask off. Doctor Horrible. Oh,
7: I just ah. twigged that. Ah. ah.
2: Doctor Horrible and the Hammer.
7: Yeah. It's that. his penis. Oh, Nobody's mentioned Doctor Who. Yes. He's not a villain. He's a horrible anti-villain. No,
4: Doctor Who is the worst of the... We've we've been discussing this during the breaks. Literally,
1: between every break, we've had spoiler-filled chats about Doctor Who only.
4: Doctor Who has enacted, in what we can count, in only the past 30 years of his 900-year life, has enacted... Is it 900? Yeah. Yeah, 900-ish years. He's enacted at least five genocides we can reel off. No... In some, some
1: cases they're not genocides. In some cases they are, okay, history needs me to do this because that's the way things go, otherwise everything messes up. Therefore I will so, explode Pompeii. Or
4: he says, secondly, what happened to the family? The family yeah, I,
2: uh, was a is, weird one. This is, is what developed. I would say to you. Um, the, the
4: family wanted to live forever, yeah. so at the last part, as the family was taking over people, he put one in mirrors, he forever. put one in a black hole so he would... Never, ever escape, because time stops before the event horizon. Yeah. Put one in unbreakable chains down the deepest partest of the, the, the TARDIS, which is, you know,
2: almost infinite, yeah. as by definition. And uh, the other one, where was the other one? Frozen in time and made into a scarecrow to guard the fields of England for yeah. all eternity. He's
1: basically physically
2: vegetated and put into a scarecrow costume. Yeah. And if that is not an
4: anti-hero and no it's the is. point
2: I was making, you know, no matter how many, I mean, we know there's humans who've committed genocide, you know, there's always humans who commit genocide, but to do stuff like that on a personal entire level. Races, entire race, yeah. entire worlds, not yeah. races. Yeah, entire worlds. Not but, religions, not, not. But we're talking like four specific things, you know, he's given them what they wanted, but he's, but he's done it in a really nasty way. Yeah. World one, the doctor lies. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. He always gives you a choice though. They just chose bad.
4: From hmm. myself, Phil.
1: And Froggy, Harry, Rob,
4: and Rob. See you next week, guys.
1: Live long, prosper, peace out.